This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey, girl. Hi. Hello. How are you? Um, trucking. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better word. That's, that's all I had. I'm trucking. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> trucking right along. I'm just keeping on keeping on. That's fine. Look, it's the holidays and it is um, shopping season and yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. That's okay. Um, it'll be over soon. <laughs> the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only encouraging words I can find. That's that'll be over soon. Yeah, um, but and um, Christmas lights and stuff is fun. Yeah. So while you um, either revel in the magic of Christmas mm-hmm. or dwell in it, <laughs> go to our socials. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with us. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll see the episode topic pictures and shenanigans and hump day treat. And speaking of hump day. It's hump day. It's so bad. Is that working for you? No. It's not doing it. It's not doing it. Okay. Um, I tried to do a little dance. It didn't, it didn't work. She she was like, no. I just, uh, I've completely lost it. It's fine, though. It's okay. <laughs> um, this hump day is a clusterfuck, as per the use. Um <laughs> I had grand plans. They failed. What did you have planned? Well, I, I, don't, I didn't even know. Originally, yeah, you did. Did I? I was going to make pepperoni oh, rolls like my mom makes yeah. during the holidays. It's a West Virginia thing, and I love them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, life. So I didn't bake today. So. It's it's fine. Instead, we're having beer and pretzels because yeah. we're classy as fuck. But. You got bougie beer and bougie-ass pretzels. Yeah, I did a thing. So, yeah, so, and I love this. I don't hate it. There's I'm a okay. theme going on, sort of. Sort of. Um, It's Christmas time, so there's Christmas beer and pretzels go with beer. Yes. So there we are. Um, <laughs> the beer we both decided to start off with is the Abita Christmas Ale. Mm-hmm. And I love the bottle. The bottle's adorbs, because Santa is in his Piro with two gators, you know. Oh, there's more than two gators. I was just looking at two. You know. It's it, from the, uh, is that from the Louisiana Night Before Christmas? Uh, the Cajun Night Before Christmas. Yeah, Cajun Night Before Christmas. Ashton loves that I'm book okay. and makes me do voices. I will not do those for anyone else. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but it's a thing. Um, the other Christmas one is uh, Shiner Holiday Cheer. Yeah, and it's, and it's says, really yeah, it's very festive with mm-hmm. snowflakes, and it's you know red and green and gold and chip. Uh, um, but it says it's ale brewed with peaches and pecans. So into that, yeah, I haven't tried it. I'm gonna do that one next, and then in case both of the holiday beers sucked ass, I had to get like <laughs> a you know something trusty. So yeah. I got it. Not your father's root beer, yes, because those are delightful. It's yes. not really Christmassy, but it's what I like. So there, I like it. We used to drink root beer at Christmas. So out of the out of the brown bottles, yeah. So they're all Christmas themed. It counts. And the pretzels, Sam. I literally bought this stuff like right before I came to Amanda's house. (laughs) Nice and fresh. (laughs) So um, I didn't know if she was going to want sweet or savory snacks, so I got one of each. Mm -hmm. I got milk chocolate pretzels. They're from Creative Snacks Company. Never heard of it. Um, the bag's cute, and I like chocolate, so there we are. <laughs> they taste good. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and then, yeah, 
I got, um, I don't know, do they have these everywhere? I Is hope so. If, if, if y'all have not had these pretzels, you need to find them. They're Dots Homestyle Pretzels. <sighs> They're the best. all good. The original's good. The Southwest mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. I happen to pick up the honey mustard. My favorite. So, that, that's it. That's yeah. how we're humping today. <laughs> <laughs> I am happily humping. Good. With, with these treats. Good. <laughs> good job, babe. Thanks. Are we ready to dive into what our topic is? Sure, since we're doing Christmas 3.0 here. <laughs> yeah, it ha- if y'all haven't figured it out. We are uh, doing episode 116, um, all Christmassy stuff. Brittany's doing folklore, and I'm doing murders. Yeah. Yay. All right. So the story I chose was about the Yule Cat. Yeah. So a couple couple disclosures here. I'm so here for this. When I started digging into the Yule Cat, I realized there wasn't a whole lot on just the cat, but her companions had to be talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Then the more I researched, I realized Amanda has covered these companions, some of the companions before, but we're going to talk about them again because it was a long time ago well, and we need a refresher. They referred to them as something else entirely and it did not mention the cat or the witch or the witch. So you're good. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. So yay, Iceland. This is Icelandic <laughs> yeah. folklore. And, um, oh, one more thing. What? Because this is Icelandic folklore, yes, there's a lot of words mm. with mm-hmm. a lot of consonants. <laughs> the pronunciation is not going to be on par because I did not Google Translate every single one of these. Oh my goodness, I just happened to glance and see one of those words. Yeah, just I'm just going to wing it. If I fuck up, don't at me. I, I mean, will not it, at you. If you better not either. If you know, if you know the true, true way to say it, you can tell me, but I don't want to hear no shit. I'm trying. Good luck, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of dots. I'm just a Louisiana girl. Mm -hmm. We have trouble with English. So here we go. (laughs) We invented our own English. (laughs) Yes, we do what we can. All right. So here, here's the Yule Cat. Okay. Many of the Christmas traditions that American and European Christians love, uh, foods, decorations, even the date of the holiday itself, owe their origins to Europe and, in particular, the intersection of paganism and Christianity. One pagan tradition that has been absorbed into the Christian holiday is Yule. Yeah. Yule is the Germanic pagan festival of the midwinter and never had anything to do with Christianity. (laughs) Not until the quote-unquote new religion came rolling across Europe and earlier pagan traditions began getting absorbed into Christian celebrations. Let's dive into one of the more obscure stories. I love to listen to them argue about what was pagan and what wasn't. I know, good it's grief It's so people. funny because they have no idea <laughs> most of the time. Read a history book. <laughs> just read a history book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, just had to. I know. It's, y'all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I have so many words that I'm just going to keep to myself. Yeah, that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. So, cats. I like cats. They always seem to wreak havoc during the holidays, climbing trees, batting at ornaments, and getting into gifts, to name a few. Have you seen National Lampoon's Christmas (laughs) Vacation? Dude, (laughs) side note already. I have a cat. Yes. Her name is Pixie. She's the least people cat in the world. She's wonderful. She's such a princess. She does not give a shit about a Christmas tree, and I think it's wonderful. She doesn't care. God. She doesn't care. She, like, no fucks given. She doesn't care about Christmas decorations. All the glitter wow. and the lights. Does not care. But will sit in a box or try to climb into a bag if you leave it unattended. <laughs> okay. So, presents we have to watch. But the mm. rest of it, she can give two shits about. So I'm grateful for that. I don't have to worry about, you know. So has she unwrapped a gift bag before? She sat in one. <laughs> she That's sat so in a cute. gift bag. And I had to turn it over mm-hmm. and get cat hair out. Oh, God. And then rewrap the gift. Luckily, it wasn't clothing, but it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, at least it wasn't black. <laughs> like a black sweater. Yeah. Oh, God, what a nightmare. Yeah. Just return it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get a new one. It can't be saved. It's too late. No, it's done. 
But okay. anywho, yeah, cats. They're bitches. I love her though. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's such a diva. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> she loves you on her own terms. Yes. All right. So, in terms of holiday destruction, one cat tops them all. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> we are talking about none other than word number one, Jolakaturin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to attempt that again. No. You're the Yule Cat of Iceland. According to legends, the Christmas or Yule Cat is a monstrously huge black cat that only appears at Christmas Eve when little children are fast asleep. That's terrifying. His pet peeve, no colorful new clothes for the children. <laughs> Get your kids some clothes. Instead of feasting on Christmas dinner the next day, they will become feasted on by the Yule Cat. <laughs> The story that the Christmas cat ate children who did not get clothes as a gift was likely created to ensure that everyone finished their weaving, knitting, and sewing by the dead of winter. Because, well, for multiple reasons, it's Iceland. It's fucking cold. Yeah. You need clothes. I mean, motivation. It's a thing. It's for survival. Yeah. You know, scaring the citizens into survival. That always works, right? Yeah. Weave your clothes. Yeah. America. No. (laughs) <laughs> that whole scaring your citizens in order to survival. <laughs> I don't know where my brain's at. Okay. I got a picture of a rendition of the Yule Cat. Yes. It says Yule Cat. Oh my God. This cat's bigger than the house. Oh my God. Um. They meant business when they said monstrously huge black cat. Uh, okay. I was thinking maybe like panther or <laughs> tiger. <laughs> um, okay. Nah. I don't think that would fit in my house. Mm. Uh, does he try? To, he doesn't come in, right? I mean, surely not. Uh, How would impossible. he? Impossible. Okay. I didn't know if he like swatted his paw through the door. Maybe. Maybe. He has evaporating skills like the Cheshire Cat. Oh, God. And he can maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. No, stay outside. I don't know. (laughs) It is uncertain where the Yule Cat belief comes from, but what has made the cat famous is a poem by Johan or Kotlum. Kotlum? Very. Kotlum. Yeah. Kotlum. I like Kotlum. Kotlum. (laughs) 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 Yoo-hoo. (laughs) Yoo-hoo. I can't. Okay. Y'all, I tried looking for the poem. Oh. I found what may have been it, but it oh, was not it in English. And I just don't, I, I wasn't going to share something that I wasn't certain what it was. So gotcha. I just didn't. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to Google it, more power to you, but I, I was unlucky. You're fine. It's also possible that the cat is trollish in nature. Mm. In Scandinavian folklore, witches and wizards often conjure up a creature called troll cat using ingredients such as dead men's nails and bones. Dead men's toe? Dead men's toe! (laughs) I tried to keep it in, but I couldn't. That's what she said. So nobody's 100% sure where it actually started or why, but there's a Yule Cat. I don't care. I'll, I'm, I'm, I I'll mean, accept it. He's here to stay, obviously. Obviously. It's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Yule Cat is associated with a special group of supernatural beings. Mm-hmm. There's Gryla, who may be understood as a dark, twisted version of Santa Claus. In Icelandic folklore, Gryla is a terrifying ogress or troll woman who is mother to 13 Yule lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These 13 mischievous young boys leave small gifts in the shoes of good children. But if a child has been bad, they leave a rotten potato. I mean, I'll accept that over being eaten. I mean, yeah, same. Okay. Though they did not inherit cannibalism from their mother, the lads were still widely feared by children for their creepy and revolting behavior. Mm -hmm. Even adults in Iceland before industrialization largely believed in trolls, so many would have been cautious that there was truth to these tales. So, I have a picture of Gryla. Ew. 
And, you know, every picture I could find of her, she kind of looked like this. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, this is what a witch troll looks like. She's got a giant nose. Like, when I say giant, it's half her face. Ginormous. Um, Long, scary, dead witch fingers. Yeah. She's got, like, a a donkey tail and hooves. And hooves. Oh, yeah. She's nailing the witch look. She's walking with a cane. (laughs) Her hair is frightening. She needs a deep conditioning treatment and some skincare. Get this woman days. some Olaplex. There's yeah. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's Gryla. So they come down from the mountain each Christmas Eve. Nope, they come down from their mountain, wherever that may be, each Christmas Eve. And alongside the Yule Cat, devour naughty children. Great. Gryla is known for kidnapping ill-behaved children, and in some versions, adults, and cooking their flesh in a cauldron. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Throughout the year, it is said that she collects whispers about children around the island misbehaving. Whispers? Whispers. Uh. Collecting the children in a sack, she then cooks them into a giant stew. Oh, gross. She's one of the most evil figures in Icelandic folklore, and horror story horror stories <laughs> about her are still told to children over the holiday season. Gather round, children. <laughs> Let me Let tell, me tell you, you a tale. The horrors of <laughs> Gryluck. Oh, <my> <laughs> it's fine. I like it. The, good threat. Yeah. I mean, obviously it works. Yeah. The origin of Gryla is almost as obscure as the Yule Cats, but it is rooted in the Middle Ages. In many tales, Gryla is named with other troll women. Although the word troll is extremely vague, there is a sort of agreement about certain troll characteristics. They're always hideous, inhumanly strong, lustful, and cannibalistic. Okay. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. So now, the Yule Lads. (laughs) Yes. Though each Yule Lad had their own quirks, all shared the features of trolls. They were enormous, filthy, and unintelligent creatures who could only operate at night since the sun cast them into stone. (laughs) That makes me think of the Hocus Pocus witches. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about each of them. There's lots more words. Just bear with me. Oh, my. Okay. Because they did it staggered. They didn't all leave at once. They didn't want to overwhelm the populace. No, they had a strategy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The first Yule Lads to leave the mountain was Stegistar. That sounds like a dinosaur. It does. Stegistar or Sheep Coat Clawed. (laughs) (laughs) From the 12th of December until the 26th, his mission was to harass the sheep of any household he came across. Icelanders would usually keep their sheep underground in the winter, so when the sounds would echo up into the house, it was a sign that he had found them. His stiff legs impaired his ability to move, so he was not quick. Well, easily catchable. Yeah. (laughs) But I found that interesting that they kept their sheep underground. It makes sense because it's fucking freezing. I didn't know that. Me neither. Like I just like a basement? I guess. How, how does that work? If you're in Iceland, shoot me an email. I, yeah. I need to know Send more about photos. I need to know more about the sheep care in the Middle Ages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed they would have a barn. I don't know. Right. Hmm. I mean, it is cold over there. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Meanwhile, I bought Christmas pajamas whilst wearing blue jean shorts yesterday. So, yeah. What the? F- Ugh. <laughs> freezing all week long and then friday all of a sudden it's oh, like yeah, it was friday 70. yeah 71 degrees and i was in shorts buying christmas pajamas Mm-hmm. that's what we do down here mm-hmm. stupid it's great so the next one <laughs> it looks like gil jaguar it does gil jaguar oh i like that oh yeah i like how or you watched it gully guac gawk <laughs> Gully gawk. Gully gawk. Gully Okay, it's gully gawk. G-A-W-K. Yeah. Was the second Icelandic Yule lad to arrive, hiding in the gullies around the house, waiting until its residents have fallen asleep. He would break into the cow shed to steal any milk available. 
rude. He just wanted some milk with his cookies. I know. And this whole stealing of food thing and bothering the animals. Rude. It's their livelihood. All these people are farmers. That's how they live. That's how they're supposed to survive the winter. That's true. Um, so they kind of depend on those. Their little bullshit antics are more serious than we realize now because, you know, our milk stays in the fridge. We're Gucci, but... Like, he's still in all the cow milk. I wonder if they came up with these because their kids were asking, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? <sighs> so the little goblins won't come eat the sheep, okay? Just mm-hmm. <laughs> Because the troll's going to eat the sheep. Close the gate. <laughs> you know. Maybe. Tired, Shut up. <laughs> tired moms come up with a lot of shit. That is so true. <laughs> the third old lad... Stufer or Stubby became a nuisance throughout Iceland at Christmas by stealing the household pans for the delicious crust that remained on them. He wanted the crusties off the pans. Best part. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) From the 14th to the 26th of December, his appetite was insatiable. While this may not seem like a terrible crime, pots and pans were incredibly valuable in Iceland. The country had no iron reserves or a mining industry of its own, so it had to be imported and was very expensive. I get it. So you were somebody if you had a pan. Okay. Oh, God. I saw you, boo. Voruslikir. Okay. Voruslikir. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it works. The fourth Yule Lad is known as Spoon Liquor. That's easier. (laughs) (laughs) This Christmas troll set out on the 15th of December each year to break into the homes of Icelanders and lick the spoons of households. That is so gross. No. No, think of all the germies. His behavior was a result of his strange deformity. He was malnourished. Unusual amongst trolls who were most often overweight and muscular. So he was trying to get every little morsel off the spoons he could because he was hungry. Oh, I feel bad for him a little bit. That's all he did. Now you're still nasty. Get your own spoon. Potus Keffel. What? Potus Keffel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Known as Pot Scraper. Oh, no. Is like many of his brothers in that his Christmas hijinks are gluttonous. Breaking into one home after another, he seeks out pots of anything left over to eat. So, like, if the kids didn't finish their dinner. Mm-hmm. And so you better eat left, all your food. Mm-hmm, left the pots out. He was coming for it. Also, makes sense. Need yeah. your nutrition. Also on the hunt for a bite was the sixth brother, Aska Slickier. Asslicker. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Although his antics were perhaps the creepiest this far, his name in English is Bowl Licker. He has a reputation for slurping the remains. Slurping. I hate slurping. (laughs) Just thinking of Asslicker. Slurping Asslicker. Gross. Okay. (laughs) The remains of whatever is left in bowls. Each night, he would lay beneath a child's bed, waiting for them to finish their nighttime super pudding. When they were done, he would finish it up. I mean, that's kind of convenient. No, he's <laughs> hiding under your bed. <laughs> Dishwasher right there. Shit like that. Why I can't let my foot hang off the edge of the bed? Oh hell no! I'm like no. I don't, burritoed I don't, into the blanket. My feet can't just be hanging. No, I don't let my feet. I don't care how hot I am. I'll I'll let my feet out the blanket out if I get blanket. too hot, but they don't go they over the edge. Coming off the edge, and you know what? Nope, my arm doesn't get so I sleep with my arms under the pillow. Yep, my arm can't get too far to it. And, I won't let my hand hang off. Oh no, because someone's gonna touch up and grab up, try to hold my hand. That's and great. I no. want my my bed all the way up against the wall. Yes, yes. I don't want to be able to see that crack there. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> Same. It's motherfuckers like this. Why I have that fear. <laughs> Oi. Okay. Herdeskeller, 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 has a different plan. His name means door slammer. Oh, uh uh-uh. And as this Yule Lad sets out on his 13-day journey over the festive season, it is all he means to do. Until the end of the month, he would sneak from home to home to break in and bang as many doors as he could in order to wake those sleeping inside. No, I don't like that. (sighs) That's a bitch. Mm Mm-mm. 
I can deal with the bowl liquor. I don't want the door slammer. I don't know. I don't want somebody under my bed. I'll, I'll take door slammer. Okay. As annoying as that would be, <laughs> I don't want anything under my bed. Freaks me out. Ugh. Freaks me out. During the holidays in Iceland, one dish deserves a mention. It's called skier, skier, skir, ski, ski. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I do this. It's S K Y R. However, I don't know it. how you say that. <laughs> I my brain keeps saying skier. I think so. To me, that makes sense, but we could be wrong. Yeah. This healthy traditional dairy product can be described as one of Iceland's true delicacies. Skier is served as a refreshment from the huge roast meals that usually accompany the holidays. It was also the favorite meal of the 8th Icelandic Yule Lad, Skirgamer, Gamer, <laughs> or Skirgobbler. Okay. <laughs> From the 18th until the 30th, this national delight was under careful watch. Yeah, so don't all, leave your skier unattended. All the drinks. Mm-hmm. Rude. Smoking meat is one of the favorite cooking methods in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Popular at this time of the year are smoked sausages known in Icelandic as Juga. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Juga. Juga. From the night of the 20th, vigilance was required when preparing the Juga. It was the only piece of food that the ninth Yule lad. Oh, God. Juna crack here or sausage snatcher. (laughs) 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 Read. I almost said that's my drag name. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he wanted to get his hands on. <laughs> Same. It's fine. <laughs> so you and Sausage Snatcher have that in common. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Your Nana and I have that in common. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) He had a perfect way of stealing this Icelandic delicacy. It was said that he would break into homes and hide in the rafters. No. Waiting uh -uh. for dinner to be cooked before swooping from above to snatch them. That's creepy. That means he's sitting there watching you. He was a frogger before frogging was a thing. I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't (laughs) The original Frogger. Uh, I don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> the tenth Yule Lad to descend was perhaps the creepiest of all. Gluga Gear. Oh. Gluga Gear. Glug Glug Glug. Or Window Peeper. There you go. Considering the darkness of Iceland's winters where there are only four hours of sunlight a day around Christmas. It takes little imagination to picture the fear children must have felt passing the windows of their homes on Christmas nights, terrified that this fearsome troll was looking in. Yeah, that's a lot of darkness out there. Okay, I have a story. Okay. So, when I was little, like lower elementary school, we lived in an old um, single-wide trailer. So, from the living room... Back to the back bathroom was one long hallway. Oh, yeah. Me and my brother's rooms were on the left. Okay. And there was a door to the outside on the right in between me and my brother's room. Oh, okay. My room was at the end of the hall. So in order to get to my room, I had to pass by the front door. The, it was a back door. but or yeah, back door. Okay. I had to pass by that back door with a window in it. Oh. With, with no curtain because it was one of them diamond shaped windows. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it in my brain now. And even though I wasn't quite tall enough to, like, look out, mm. I just knew somebody was looking in. Mm-hmm. And I would haul ass down the hallway at night. Makes perfect sense. Start at the corner and go till you Gone. get to your room. Yep. It's not It's not okay. It's no, not okay. it's not. You should not do that. Mom, shame on you for not curtain in the window. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. I mean, put something over it. What if window peeper were about? Right? You never know. Okay. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> gather the fur. Okay. Or gather the fur or get out of gather her. Get out of her. 
Get of the fur. Get of the fur is what it looks Get-a-thifer. like. Get of the fur. Get of the fur. I don't know. Or doorway sniffer. That's easier. <laughs> May have come into folklore due to the wind creeping through Iceland's houses. Mm-hmm. So you know the winds whipping through mm-hmm. and making noises. Similar to window peeper and door slammer, the idea of him creeping into a home to cause mayhem haunted the nightmares of Iceland's children. Doorway Sniffer was known for his enormous nose, massive even for a troll. The reason for his sniffing was for seeking out his favorite meal. What was his favorite meal? I don't know. I didn't go that far into it. I'm just hoping it it wasn't kids. No, it was a food. Oh, yeah, they didn't, they weren't cannibals. No, they weren't. Their mom was. Mm -hmm. You just had to worry about their mom and their cat. (laughs) Meat was the target of thievery for the 12th Yule Lad, Kit Crooker, (laughs) or Meat Hook. There you go. Lurking wherever he could in and around kitchens, he would lay in wait for the meat of any dish to be slapped onto the counter. As soon as he could, he'd pull out his long hook and snag himself the main course of a family meal. So he would hide, like, under tables and in cabinets and yada yada. Okay, that's creepy. Yep, don't like that either. Mm-mm. Unlike his brother, who only sought smoked sausages, <laughs> Meat Hook wasn't as picky and would wait until the whole family fell asleep before swooping in and stealing whatever meat was hanging around. So if they were, like, curing meat and stuff, he'd take that, too. Oh, my God. Stingy. God. The final Yule Lad is Curtis Snicker. Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle. Whose name translates to candle stealer or candle beggar. He emerges on Christmas Eve. Like his 12 brothers, his name is self-explanatory, although the consequences of his shenanigans were more troublesome than they appear. In the past, candles were incredibly valuable in Iceland, providing light throughout the winter darkness, which lasts about 20 hours a day. Yeah. Um, his intent was not even to use the candles. He sought them only to eat them. So he was wasting their only light. And like reading um, during Christmas time, it was really big for them to like read poetry together as a family. That was part of the tradition. And Aww. they can't read if they ain't got a candle. So you're a bitch. Candle yeah. stealer. By the 17th century, the tradition of Gryla became more about the Yule Lads and a much milder version of Gryla, but still a lot more mischievous than Santa, of course. Oh, yeah. For starters, she stopped eating children. Oh, okay. Today, the image of the Yule Lads has been cleaned up as well. Instead of being depicted as trolls with extreme deformities, they now often wear the traditional red and white clothes, fluffy beards, and wide smiles. Instead of pulling pranks, (laughs) instead of pulling pranks, they leave presents and shoes that children place on their windowsills, like we do stockings. Okay. Uh, Naughty children are still punished, but the most severe thing now is putting rotten veggies into their socks. Gross. So, if you go to the pictures, I have a picture of what people say the Yule lads look like now. I don't have an OG picture. Okay. Couldn't find one like that. But they look like little... (laughs) They look like the seven dwarfs. Yeah. They look like little (laughs) old men, not lads. No. They're pretty cute, actually. Is that supposed to be the cat? Where? Oh, yeah, I guess so. He's not very monstrous. No, he's not. And you see Gryla and her man in the background. I didn't yeah. really cover her man, but he's pretty much uh, pussy whipped and, you know, yep. he just stays home. Yep. It doesn't matter. He he means nothing to the story. It's not, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. You're meaningless. You are just a sperm donor. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> the Yule Cat and his comrades have been a staple figure of the festivities in Iceland, found in Christmas decorations, illustrations, and school plays. Yay! The Yule Cat has even been featured in an episode of the PBS series Monstrum. Ooh, right. Never heard of that, but Neither? I'm intrigued. While the Yule Cat's popularity has long been well established in Iceland, it seems to be finally getting the international recognition it deserves. I have a picture of... A uh, Yule Cat card. Hell yeah. And it's hilarious. It says, marked safe from the Yule Cat, and it's got an ugly Christmas sweater (laughs) and a menacing-looking black cat on it with, you know, snowflakes and shit. I love this. I know. (laughs) Marked safe from the Yule Cat. Just get an ugly Christmas sweater, and you're safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's it. That's my story. That's all I got. Good job. Thanks. I love the photos. Those are good. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okie dokie. Artichokey. Well, we are on our second beer now. We have decided um, to just go ahead and pop open another one because we can do that. We're grown-ups. Yeah, we can make those decisions all by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we popped open the Shiner. New Holiday babe. cheer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's good. So good. Yeah. Um, I'll probably drink all of this one. Yeah. Amanda said it tastes like Christmas. It kind of does. I don't Holiday-ish. disagree. ish mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a good one for the holiday time. It tastes like holiday cheer. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but they're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... All right. Well, mine's not funny. Okay. Um, you ready to talk about some murdery stuff? Always. I chose a true crime case because, yes, we've done folklore, um, but there's it, the choices are dwindling mm-hmm. on what to do for Christmas folklore. And I did a murder case last year as well, so I decided to keep with the tradition. And I did another one. Just be murderous. Yay. All right. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about Ronald Gene Simmons. <laughs> Not from Kiss. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Just to make that clear. Want to rock and roll all night. And party every day. No, and part of every day. My bad. <laughs> I mean, it is party every day. I was quoting role models. Oh, I was like, he's what? Like, he's like, I'm too tired to party every day. Totally. <laughs> so I'll rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> <laughs> I should have sang it right. Dude, role models is such, it's a, such a good movie. It's so underrated. That movie uh, is hilarious. I watched it again. Like I think it was during the summer. <laughs> it's so good. Every time I eat chicken fingers, all I can think of is when they go take the boys to that restaurant. And he's like, I'm going to run a train on them chicken fingers. Yep. <laughs> Every time. It's so good. I have a problem. Nah. 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 <laughs> not, not according to this group. <laughs> We're normal-ish. I don't know. All right. So here we go. In Arkansas, on December 28th, 1987, retired military serviceman Ronald Gene Simmons walked into a law firm and fatally shot a secretary. He then went on to an oil company, a convenience store, and lastly, his former workplace at the Woodland Woodline Motor Freight, where shots were also fired. Sir. Oh, he went nuts. Look, that's not even the worst part. Okay? This is bad. Triggers. So, so did he only get a Jelly of the Month Club subscription for Christmas? Is that what his problem is? It didn't say that, but it's very possibly the source of of the Does he realize that that's the gift that keeps on giving? Apparently not. Or he wouldn't have done what he did. Another great movie. (laughs) Christmas Vacation. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. (laughs) The whole rampage took 45 minutes. When it was over, Simmons had killed two people and wounded four others. I have a picture of him. Okay. And also, um, Gene Simmons, we'll look at him really quick, just so you can... Make the comparison. Make the distinction. Okay. This is not who we're talking about. Gene Simmons licking the guitar is not... It's not him. It's not him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a lot less hair. <laughs> he has well, a like lot if less hair. If you took the hair off his face. And put it. And put it on his head. Yeah. It might equal out. They may resemble each but other. But he's creepy. He gives me total Charles Manson vibes. Oh, for and sure. I don't like it. His eyes scare me. Mm-hmm. They are dark and soulless. Dead. Very. Dead eyes. And you'll. He is soulless. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, after fatally shooting office manager Joyce Butts. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know, Joyce. poor baby. At the Woodlawn Motor Freight, Summons. <laughs> Summons. Summons. Simmons. Then surrendered to a secretary there. I've gotten everybody who wanted to hurt me, he said to her. He waited there for the police, and when they arrived, he handed over his gun without any resistance. Okay. But the most ghastly of the crimes Gene committed had yet to be discovered and was already days old. Ew. Triggers. 
Well, not yet, but... They are coming. They are coming. Okay. When the police couldn't reach um, his family, two officers drove to the isolated home in the foothills of the Ozarks. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it was there next to wrap, wrap gifts below an ornamented Christmas tree that <laughs> the corpses of the 12 Simmons family members lay. 12? 12. That's a lot of Simmonses. That's a lot of people. Okay. Each was covered with a coat. Later, deputies found his two toddler grandsons, yep, wrapped in plastic sheeting and hidden in abandoned cars parked nearby. Mm -mm. Investigators realized that he had begun his killing spree with his own family nearly a week before. So we'll take a little pause from that jit, shit and junk and whatever. But jit. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say cool and then or great, but then it came out as gruel, you know. <laughs> you get it. Well, gruel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into a little bit of background on Ronald Gene Simmons. He was born in 1940 in Chicago. After his dad, William, died of a stroke in 1943, his mom, Loretta, remarried within a year to a man named William Griffin, who worked for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Ah. In 1957, he dropped out of high school and joined the U.S. Navy. They always go mm -hmm. to the military. While stationed in Washington, he met Bersabi, Rebecca, or Becky Ulibarri. Oh, my. Yeah, that's, that's a name. That's a lot of name, lady. It, yeah. <laughs> the two married in 1960 in New Mexico. He then left the Navy a few years later to join the Air Force. Over the next 18 years, Gene and Becky had seven kids together. Guys, calm your asses down. It's a lot of kids. I have a photo of Gene and Rebecca. He has a little bit of hair. Mm, a little. It's She has a big dazzling <laughs> smile. She does. I really love he her He doesn't smile. look quite so creepy. He's like... I know. He looks a little normal. Warm and nice. Uh, yeah. Sir, what happened? I don't know. His crazy fell out. He, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to pick it up and put it back in. <laughs> I love that. Oh, His God. crazy fell out. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Sam, you're crazy showing his crazy pull out. I'm so full of ridiculous babble you're today. You're a genius. I don't know what's happening. I love that. We need to TM that. His <laughs> <laughs> crazy pull out. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So there's Gene and Rebecca. <laughs> By the time he retired in 1979, he had accumulated several awards for his military service. He received the Bronze Star Medal the Republic of Vietnam Gallantry Cross, the Air Force Ribbon for Excellent Markmanship. That's that's a lot of awards. But, but, like, that shows how good he was, he was at good. his job. Yeah, he was a dedicated marksman. I'm so mm. glad. But the Simmons, alas, were not one big happy family. Mm. In 1981, allegations... Oh, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Here it goes. Allegations surfaced that he had been sexually abusing his 17-year-old daughter and that he had fathered a child with her. Oh, no. Her name is Sheila. He called her little princess and ladybug. He showered her with the best presents on her birthday and at Christmas and always featured her prominently in the many pictures that he loved to take. In the summer of 1980, Gene went on a car trip to California with Sheila and his only traveling companion. Mm -mm. It was during this time that Gene went from being a mean man to a monster, for it was then that he raped Sheila for the first time. Gross. Gross. Sheila was shy and withdrawn. She knew what she did with her father wasn't normal, but she was helpless to say no. She was ashamed, and when she realized she was going to have a baby, she tried to hide the truth, not just from others, but from herself. Her belly soon gave her away, though, and neither she nor her father could conceal their secret any longer. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, that's so gross. 
Yep. On the day of Sheila's senior prom in 1981, Jean told Becky and her two oldest children, Jean Jr. and Billy, that Sheila was pregnant with his child. Oh, my God. While the boys were appalled and Becky was dumbstruck, Jean was practically jubilant. That's disgusting. Oh, God, Jean. I'm trying to get through it. (laughs) But, yeah, I want to vomit. But he also knew he could be arrested, so he ordered all to keep quiet. Jean Jr. disobeyed and told a social worker who investigated and filed a request with the district attorney to remove Sheila, Loretta, and Marianne from the home, which was other daughters. Mm -hmm. By the time a warrant was issued for Jean's arrest, however, they were on their way to Arkansas. I have a photo of Jean and Sheila. She looks a lot like her mama. She's got her smile. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so gross. He's so gross. He had hair in that photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck you, bro. Yeah. Mm. So that was clearly before the picture of him and his wife. Yeah. And why does his wife still look happy in that picture? I don't know. What's wrong with you, Becky? It's not Becky's fault. Shame it's on not. Me. It, well, well, we'll get into it a little in a little bit. Oh, good. Okay. So we're we're done with that. So I had I had. To look up a little bit more because the article that I had, um, the first one that I found, it just barely mentioned it. It just mm-hmm. said like, yeah, and father and a kid together. Moving on. Then I was like, no, 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 no. Um, you it's can't please. just graze over this. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know why was he not charged? Like, what the fuck happened? So they were aware of it. Okay. And he he did have a warrant out. So I hear it, but they um. Retreated to Arkansas, they wound up in a large tract of land known as Mockingbird Hill in Dover, Arkansas. The property was desolate, isolated with no phone and no plumbing, and was surrounded by a tall makeshift fence. I have Um, a photo. No plumbing? No plumbing. Um, fuck you. No phone, no plumbing. Had a huge wall around it. I have a photo of the house. Uh, That's Um, tiny for all the people. I can't see the fence, um, but, I mean, look... That's not big enough for that 13, 14, 15 people. Mm-hmm. Nope. It just looks like a little cottage. They didn't have plumbing? Gross. No. And it looks like the chicken coop is, like, added onto the house. Mm-mm. That's what the, uh, to me, that's what that green part looks like. Yeah. I'm not sure, but. Don't like that. The remote location forebode the kind of parent... <laughs> That he was harsh and exacting. Their final task before their death was to dig a four foot deep ditch in the yard, which uh, he said was for an outhouse. He had them dig their Their own own grave. grave. Yeah. It would really be a grave for half of them. Mm. Right before Christmas of 1987, Ronald Gene Simmons decided to kill his entire family. His reasoning has never been made clear, but in the years following the tragedy, there have been a few, several um, speculations. A few. <laughs> a few, several. A few, a few several. Okay. <laughs> My brain is fine. Mm-hmm. One theory was that Gene had learned that his wife was secretly planning to divorce, um, which drove him into a murderous rage. As she should. Yeah. Run, Becky, run. I don't want to live the rest of the of my life with dad. I'm a prisoner here and the kids too. Becky had written to their son shortly before the murders. Every time I think of freedom, I want out as soon as possible. Mm. Other theories included spurned advances of love from his own daughter, who eventually left home to marry. It's speculated that the secretary he murdered at the law firm had also rebuffed his romantic gestures. Oh, good. So here we go. Buckle the fuck up. On the morning of December 22nd, Gene shot his wife and his oldest son using a 22 caliber pistol. After that, he savagely strangled his three-year-old granddaughter. Oh, my God. Why the kids? I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. He then waited for the other four kids who were living at home at the time to return. When they did arrive, he told them he had presents for them. He killed them all in the same way, one at a time, by strangling them and holding them underwater in a rain barrel. Why did you not run? I don't know. 
But it, I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. On December 26th, the remaining members of the family showed up for the annual Christmas visit. When Jean's son, Billy, and his wife, Renata, got there, he shot them both dead before strangling their 20-month-old no. son. He did the same to his oldest daughter, Sheila, and her husband and child. The last victim was his 21-month-old grandson, Michael. He dumped seven of his family members in the backyard and left the rest in the house, covering their corpses with coats. Then he went for a drink at a local bar. When he returned home, he watched TV and drank beer, surrounded by the bodies of his family. No, thank you. I have a photo of the family. I'm There's not sure. So much who, wrong with that. That it includes the um, children. Oh no! Some of well, some of them. I, I don't. I didn't want to yeah. dive too deep because it's sad. But I'm not sure who's who. Sheila's yeah. in the middle. I think that's Marianne, and it's either Billy or Jean on each side, and then mm-hmm. the two little ones. So. Nope, don't like that. No, the spree continued on the morning of December 28th. Driving to the nearby town of Russellville, he killed 24-year-old Secretary Kathy Kendrick at the office of Peel and Eddie um, Law Firm, shooting her four times in the head. Why? What'd she do? He's that. They're, that's the secretary that they're guessing he made romantic oh, advances okay, towards, okay, okay. and she was like, fuck you, no. Okay. Next was the Taylor Oil Company, where he shot owner Rusty Taylor. He survived. And an employee, Jim Chaffin, who died on the spot. What did Rusty and Jim do? Frightened workers at the oil company had already called the police when Gene was on his way to his third destination, the Sinclair Mini Mart, where he used to work. There he shot two employees, both of whom survived. I would love to know the reason for this. I really would. Like, I wish they could have gotten an answer out of him. But it's too late. (laughs) Spoiler! Spoiler (laughs) alert. But his last stop was another former workplace, the Woodline Motor Freight, where he shot Joyce Butts. I just wanted to kill Joyce. Just Joyce, he said to the secretary that he told to call the police. Gene was in a cell at a local detention center when the police showed up to his Dover home and found the bodies of his family. (sighs) He was sent to Arkansas State Hospital in Little Rock for a competency evaluation. Or staff psychiatrist Dr. Irving Cow, maybe? Sure. Found him sane and capable of standing trial. Gene had chosen lethal injection himself as his method of execution. Um, so, yeah, it didn't go well for him. He's mm-hmm. guilty. Okay. He was ready to die. He was at peace with it. He wanted it, said John Harris, one of his defense attorneys. I think he felt like they are going to take him out and he's going to... Take himself out first. I think that was his mindset. But Harris also said that there was more than one person to blame. If authorities had successfully arrested him back in 1981 on the basis of abusing his daughter, the murders would likely not have happened. There's no way to know that, though. Yeah. You can't. I, I don't place the blame on them. Mm-mm. Um, I place the blame on him. Yeah. Prosecutors at the time said they dropped the charges at the family's request. Nobody claimed his body, and so Ronald Jean Simmons was buried in a common grave. The end. Yuck. I mean, good job, but yeah, yuck. But yuck. I know. I'm sorry. Didn't like that. Not at all. But, you know, it is what it is. I've never heard that one. I haven't either. And it's really when fucked When I up. read all about it, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. So. It's terrible. It's terrible, but <sighs> shared it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was episode 116. Yep. The last of season five. The last of season five. We haven't talked about that, but um, <laughs> taking our break. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have some news. I have some news. And I like it. I don't want it. <laughs> you have to. I know. Grown up. Okay. So, <laughs> life is happening. For me, in in Amanda's world, and it is a lot. So I am stepping away from the podcast. I don't like it. Um, But Miss Brittany is going to continue on her own, and she's going to kill it. 
And y'all better still support her because <laughs> I will be around lurking in the shadows. Oh yeah, threats will help that thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 not disappearing. I will still be around somewhere. So Watch yeah, um, changes are going to be made. Yeah, a few because going to a one woman show is going to, you know, make it a little different. I'm going to do some work on the break. The break's actually going to be a little bit longer, mm-hmm. so I can prepare Don't for what's to come. <laughs> Give her a little bit extra time. Yeah. Um. So I plan the tentative plan is the first week of February. So okay, you know, fingers crossed that that works out the way I want it to. And if it doesn't, then of course I'll record an announcement and let you know. But as of right now, plan on posting same day of the week, same time. So first Wednesday of February, I'm preparing for season six to start. Yeah. It'll be a good one. Yeah. I have, I'm sending all the good vibes. Yeah. I will miss you guys. I will miss all of it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I can help out still in some ways if she'll let me. <laughs> I don't know. It's mine. No. <laughs> I'm excited, though. I'm excited for everything that's to come. So on that note, oh. I guess we're done. No, we're not. No, we're not done. Um, oh, cryptid people. Cryptids. Yes. So nobody got the last one. Yeah. So um, that's done. Yeah. And closed, I guess. Fuck. What was it? It was the, the, um, Bunyip. Bunyip. Oh, yeah. So the one. I was going to see if we had any more clues, but I think that was the. That was it. That was the last clue. So it was the Bunyip. The Bunyip was it. We stumped y'all on that one. I know. A lot of people. too well. A lot of people guessed uh, Nessie. Yeah. But no, it was the Bunyip. If you are one of the lucky Guess That Cryptid winners. Yeah. We need your info. Send your address if you have not already. Yeah, yeah. We we have a few, but mm-hmm. just make sure that y- you send it in. Mm-hmm. Double check. And if you are one of these people, we're going to wish you a big congratulations once mm-hmm. again. Shannon Williams, Bambi Irvin, Kate Stinson, and Alicia Com- Campanile? Yep. I'm sorry Rambling <laughs> I butchered it, but she was, she's from Rambling, Broad- yeah. R- Rambling Broad's podcast. Uh-huh. So good job, everybody. And um, thank you for everybody that participated in it. Yeah. And also thanks for listening to me for the past couple years <laughs> <laughs> and putting up with my bullshit. I'm going to leave her stuff up there. We're not taking anything down. So if you miss Amanda's <laughs> voice, just go to an old episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's and kind of weird, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just ask that you give me a little bit of grace because it's going to be nerve wracking. Yeah, it's going to be by an myself. adjustment. Yeah. Y'all heard how awkward the last episode <laughs> was. <laughs> well, that was kind of spur of the moment for you. It and- was. I was not really prepared, mm-hmm. but I was excited to do it. Thanks again, Nicole. That was a great story. That was awesome. It, it worked out perfect because we weren't, we originally planned not to do an episode and mm-hmm. maybe just replay an old one. But she, at the last minute, was like, I'm going to record this. Yep. It's like, I get it. it. And, um, yeah, it's a lot different talking to yourself in your bedroom than you it is. You could put a mirror in front of yourself. Um, <laughs> no, no. then you can see yourself. That's no, not cute. That not wouldn't doing be that. good either. Maybe, I don't know. Because then I would constantly be going, why does your face look like that? I'd be making some faces. We can get you a voodoo doll and you could talk to the voodoo doll. I have one. Shannon Williams. Oh, Shannon did give us voodoo dolls. We still haven't posted pictures of those. No, we haven't. They're super cute. We need to do that. Mm-hmm. They were birthday presents. Mm-hmm. I got a purple one. Yeah, mine's just, mine's like a plain tan, and I love it. Yeah. It sits on my desk at work. I didn't put mine on my desk because it'll get dirty. My desk gets nasty. Oh, yeah. All right. um, Is there anything else? We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you're in Shreveport, Bossier, go to the boardwalk, take some pictures of Krampus. Oh, yeah. We should repost that one. Mm. That was fun last year. Yeah, but that picture was so bad. (laughs) <laughs> it was so bad. I'm, I'm disappointed because I've seen people take pictures on his lap and they didn't let us sit on his mm-hmm. lap. And I'm, I'm a little pissed. And really, I wanted to selfie because that angle's so much better. It would have been cooler if we could have <sighs> selfied. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like we were besties with Krampus or something. Because why wouldn't you be? We were shortchanged. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to write them a note. Stern letters all around. Yep. 
<laughs> okay. All right, winners. Keep an eye out for your packages. We'll get those going out. ASAP. As soon as possible. I'm not going to give you a timeline because, you know, life. So, but ASAP. Yeah. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout-out to Stephen Goetzke for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagens for art. <laughs>